All right, everybody, welcome to episode 35 of the In the Flat podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, joined again by Jordan Soltz and Ben Parker. This week, as we talked about last week, we're going to continue our quarterback preview. Um, this week, we're going to talk about the SEC and the Big 12. So again, we're going to go in the stock up, stock down, um, you know, whatever you call that. I don't know. Um, but we're going to go into that category, and, you, and I'm going to have Jordan and Ben tell me what they think of the quarterback room. And when I say quarterback room, because in some of these cases, these quarterback starting jobs have not been settled as of yet. So, you know, they'll let us know if they feel like their stock is moving in the right direction going up or the stock is moving in the wrong direction going down. In some cases, it may be even because we may need to see more or, you know, we're just not quite sure yet. Um, so we'll start off with the SEC, as obviously best conference goes first. Um, so let's start off with Alabama. Um, ben, you have the hardest one, Bryce Young, Heisman <laughs> winner, 66% completion last year with over 4,800 yards, 47 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Is his stock going up or is his stock going down? Yeah, thank you for the easy one. Um, stock, stock way, way, way up, almost as high as you can get for college football, right? Um, he, they're going to light it up. Bryce Young is going to light it up. Um, you know, there might be a little bit of a, you know, a couple of weeks early on where maybe he's not quite as awesome as he was last year because they're getting some new people in, but that's not going to stop anything. He, stock all the way up here for Bryce Young, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think easiest one on the board for sure. Um, next up um, is Tennessee, and that is with Hendon Hooker. So obviously the, the, the uh, transfer for Virginia Tech had a good season last year. Um, had over 68% um, completion, over 2,900 yards, 31 touchdowns, and surprising number of three interceptions. So really accurate, didn't give the ball away, and did a lot of things with that Tennessee offense last year. So, Jordan, is the stock up for him, Hooker, or is the stock going down? I think the stock's going up. I think he's going to a, a better school. <clears throat> um, just I, I definitely see him going up in stock. Um, you know, maybe Tennessee will have its have its year, and uh, he'll throw for you know fifty touchdowns, and they'll win Natty. But hey, everybody dreams a little bit. But stock up for Tennessee. I think that's a big pickup for him. That sounds like a crypto stock that you're talking about with winning the national championship. So we'll see if that happens. Um, all right, let's talk about Kentucky with um, Will Levis. So 66% completion last year, over 2,800 yards, 24 touchdowns. Had a little bit too many interceptions, I would say, of 13 interceptions. Um, but some of that, I would say, is probably with the you know players around him in Kentucky. So, Ben, Kentucky, is their quarterback room stock going up or is it going down? Hey, I'm going to go flat here. I, I don't think I would buy this stock, but if I had it, I don't know that I would sell it either. They're, they're going to be competitive, and, and they'll be competitive with Levis. Uh, there's some limitations. I don't know that he's going to carry them to victories over superior opponents. Um, but, you know, in some of these kind of 50, uh, 50 games that they're going to be, you know, he's going to compete in those games. So I'm kind of flat on this. Um, hey, that's about where I'm sitting there with Will Lewis in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I was, I was confused at the end of last year. I think there was a lot of Will Levis going first um, mock drafts out there. I'm, I'm having a hard time still seeing that, but again, that could be just, based on what he has around him in Kentucky there. So 
Um, I'm kind of with you flat. I want to see what he does. Can he improve? It was really his first year of starting last year after transferring from Penn State. So I want to see what he could do this year. Uh, here's another interesting one, Jordan. Um, this is with Georgia. They obviously have Simpson Bennett coming back for his fifth year. Um, national championship winner. So most cases, if your quarterback comes back after you win a national championship, you'd be ecstatic. A lot of Georgia fans are split down the middle on this one, whether they actually want him back or not. Um, if you look at his numbers, decent numbers, 64% completion, 2,800 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, but obviously, you know, he had his limitations. So what do you say here? Is the stock up or stock down? I would say it's even. I think they definitely got carried like a lot last year by the defense and they lost a lot on their defense. And I think he's going to stay, you know, consistent like he did um, this past year. I just think he's it's more even. Maybe a, the stock goes up a little bit. I think he has a better year just because he's getting he's gotten a year under his belt, just gets better. But I, it, I could see it staying even just because we saw him last year. He was probably the downfall to Georgia. If we had to choose, if we had to choose one, it was the starting quarterback. Yeah, that was sure. You know, I think the this the players around like behind him in the quarterback room there's a couple of five star young quarterbacks i could see this stock going way up if the right quarterback comes in behind him and it lights it up but i just don't know if kirby smart would ever do that so i guess we'll, you know it's something to see there um next one up is an interesting one as well arkansas with kj jefferson so had a pretty good season last year had 67 percent completion 2600 yards 21 touchdowns four interceptions um it really kind of brought Arkansas back to more of a winning tradition there um, and did more for their offense than they've seen in the last few years. So Ben, what do you say here with, um, with Arkansas? Are they stuck going up or down for the quarterback room here? I personally am up on Jefferson, you know, not as high as young, but I think probably for me a little higher than hooker. Um, but I think Jefferson's going to have another big year. Now I, they, they lost, I forget the name, but also they're now, all NFL level wide receiver that uh, that struggled in training camp a little bit this, uh, a few weeks ago, but um, yeah, I think it's stock up here on Jefferson. Um, he's physical. He can do a lot of different things. I think maybe you're just looking for him to get a little bit more consistent, um, not from a number standpoint so much, but just as being able to read the field, being able to um, being able to kind of break down tough defenses um, from that kind of a standpoint. Maybe where they can start to loosen him up a little bit. Maybe not restrict him quite so much. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely like Jefferson here for Arkansas. All right. I tend to agree with you there. Um, next up, South Carolina bringing in a transfer, Spencer Radler from Oklahoma. Um, this is the once predicted number one seed in the NFL draft. Um, obviously, then last year happened, he kind of fell apart. But he had some impressive numbers. I mean, he had close to 75% completion, um, 11 touchdowns, five receptions. But he was inconsistent, you know, in Oklahoma. But I think there was just a lot of pressure, a lot of the fans – get on his back, you know, and he never really recovered from it. So, Jordan, with that, do you see South Carolina's stock going up or down here with the quarterback room? Stock, uh, going up. Buy stock now. Um, <clears throat> Spencer Radler, he can be good, um, and we've seen it. So, I definitely think with, you know, the pressure gone because, you know, he's not number one Heisman race went like person – our player and you know the winning a national championship thing is not on his back 
it's like a weight's probably been lifted off his shoulders and he's just going to show up and play have probably his best year because he doesn't have all that pressure. And I definitely think South Carolina wants that. And I think South Carolina definitely deserves Spencer Rattler, you know, that I think Spencer Rattler deserves South Carolina because I think he can grow and be a lot better and they can build an offense better around suited for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think if I'm a South Carolina fan, it's probably the most excited I've ever, I've been in a long time is because they have a exciting, someone exciting at quarterback. And if he has a good year, like you expect him to have, then there could potentially have a recruiting impact where you get other quarterbacks to come there and it just, it starts your momentum going and you can start battling Clemson a little more. Um, next up is Mississippi state with Will Rogers. So obviously they're in a pass happy offense. He, um, for, you know, close to 74% completion, 4,700 yards, 36 touchdowns, nine interceptions. So a lot in the air. Um, obviously, they don't hardly run the ball at all there in Mississippi State. So, uh, Ben, what do you think here? You think the stock continues to go up for, for Will, or is it going to go back, come back down to earth a little bit? I think it's going to continue to go up, not to the NFL level, but on the college level, Will Rogers is a good fit for this offense. Mike Leach certainly knows what he's doing. He knows how to get these receivers open. He knows how to flood – just flood the entire defense with receivers all over the field. It feels like there's 10 receivers all the time when Mike Leeds is running on the offense. So uh, Will Rogers is, yeah, you know, again, he's a little bit limited as a quarterback. He's not necessarily going to challenge tight coverage downfield 40 yards. You know, we're not talking about that kind of a NFL caliber arm, but it's very accurate. He's a pretty well thought out guy. He fits the offense. They have a good offense. Mike Leach knows what he's doing. So I'm stuck up here on Will Rogers, but there are limits. And I think you start to see those limits when you play the better teams at the upper end of the conference for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next up, we have Texas A&M, which is just a, a weird spot, I would say, for quarterback perspective. So um, you have Max Johnson, the transfer from LSU, who was okay. Was it spectacular? And then you had Haynes King, who played a little bit last year, but then got injured. Um, you know, he's a young player last year. So he may bring more to the table than we've seen. But those are kind of the two options they're going with right now. You don't know who the starter will be yet. Uh, so, Jordan, is the stock up or down for this quarterback room? I think it's even. I think, you know, Max Johnson hasn't really showed himself, you know, that much throughout his career so far. Um, and Haynes King been injured, got hurt. So, yeah, I think – it's too soon to say who's going to be the starter and also who's going to be the quarterback that, you know, Texas A&M needs. Cause I think we haven't seen Texas A&M with a quarterback since a really good quarterback since Johnny Manziel. And we all know Johnny Manziel and his college career. So um, I just think even, I, I think it's too soon to say, I think both quarterbacks, are probably going to be consistently the same. So, yeah, got to stay even with that one. I kind of see them being very similar to what they had last year in Zach Kazala. So, I, I don't see them maybe possibly because I mean, Max Johnson could potentially surprise anything, potentially surprise, but I kind of see him being that inconsistent quarterback where they really should rely on the run. Maybe this year they will. Last year they didn't. So, we'll see. Another interesting one is LSU, who has like 18 quarterbacks that are available to, to start. We don't know which one yet, but the, the free out front right now looks like it's Miles Brennan, who's coming back for his fifth, maybe sixth season LSU. Jane Daniels, again, transferring from Arizona State. 
and then Garrett Newsire, who is a young kid who, um, you know, has a lot of, you know, spark with him that he can bring to the offense as well. So, um, you know, so you have some existing talent from the old LSU regime, then you have some new talent incoming. Uh, so what do you see here, Ben? Do you see this as being a stock up situation from last year or a stock down? I could see this in almost any direction people want to take it. But me personally, I'm a little stock down. And part of that may be just because I expect so much out of LSU. And when you have Jaden Daniels, who's not a bad quarterback, but we have Jaden Daniels coming over as a transfer for Arizona State, and he's somewhere in the mix for possibly getting some playing time this year, you start to realize this quarterback room isn't exactly, you know, the elite or the cream of the crop. So I'm a little stocked down here. Um, you know, is this are they going to have trouble against Vanderbilt this year and teams like that? Uh, of course not. But uh, this, this team probably is not going to be at the top of the conference this year, I wouldn't think. Um, you know, based on several different things here. Yeah, I see. I think this is a theme as we'll go down the rest of these teams. A lot of these teams, you know, in the bottom half of the SEC don't have a really good quarterback option. They have a lot, which means sometimes you don't have any. And, you know, right. it's coming from my experience of watching Notre Dame when Brian Kelly had multiple quarterbacks to choose from. He usually does not a great job um, on mixing and matching. He's good if he has one to go with and goes with that one. Where he struggles with is if there's two even quarterbacks and he usually plays them at the same time. I've already heard that they may have two or three running at the same time, and that's just going to run into issues for sure. So I would agree, stock down there. Um, Another interesting one is Florida. Um, It seems like Anthony Richardson is going to be the starter. I'm not sure that will change, but right now he's listed as a starter. Obviously he came in at relief duty. We all were calling for him last year, but then they brought him in as we talked about here on – most terrible games like against Georgia and others that he had no chance to do well. So I'd be interested to see, you know, how he improves this year. So with that being said, Jordan, what do you say for Florida? Is there quarterback stock going up or down? I, I, it's so hard to choose and I would hate to choose even again, but like you said, you know, he came into these games like against Georgia and all this and didn't really have a chance to show his skill especially when Georgia had that defense last year, it's like, you know, why would you throw someone in to do that into that? So I say, even right now, I think he definitely can show, he has shown potential in his games, but I, we haven't seen enough. And I wouldn't, you know, without seeing enough, I'm not going to say stock down because you don't know he could be at least consistent. So I, even with him, I, I just think Florida is good where they are right now. I, but I just don't see them being worse. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, I can see even for sure. I mean, he's going in any one direction. He has the talent to be a, a very much stock up, but then he also has the inconsistency to be a real big stock down. So um, who knows what we'll get this year. Uh, another one where you probably don't know what you're going to get is Auburn, who has um, Zach Calzada, who – Help Texas A&M beat Alabama. It was in a spectacular. He got injured, came back in, just throwing a ball all over the field. But then the rest of the season, he was just okay. Nothing spectacular, nothing great, nothing terrible. But he was just there, really. Um, I don't know if that was due to the Texas A&M play calling, where they, they tend to run the ball more, or if and he supposed to give it a chance, or was it him? Um, so with that being said, Ben, is this a stock up or stock down for Auburn this year? For me personally, stock down. Now, could – could uh, Calzada or possibly even T.J. Finley come in and, you know, have some good games if they can get a little bit consistent? I, yeah, possibly. I, I still question the, the the weapons that are there at Auburn on the offensive side of the football. Um, I, we, there's been a lot of instability at Auburn all year. 
they're going to have a brutal schedule this year. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a rough year for Auburn. Um, success might be, you know, going 500 this year, um, you know, at six and six or something like that. But um, I'm a little bit stocked down here in the quarterback room. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of limitations involved here. Um, they might have one or two really good games, but I, I think they're going to struggle a bit this year. Uh, I agree with you there. Um, Ole Miss um, has Jackson Dart coming in and transferring from USC. Obviously only played a little bit at USC, but you shot, saw some really good things from him there. And you know, with Lane Kiffin here at Ole Miss, you, you kind of expect those two to mesh and he bring the best out of um, uh, Jackson Dark. So with that being said, Jordan, what do you say? Do you think this is going to be a stock up situation here for Ole Miss? I, I definitely think it's a stock down, especially from who they had last year. I, I think Jackson, not a big stock down. I think, you know, a little bit just because Jackson Dart hasn't really shown a lot. So, and it, I think, that it's it's a big it's it's going to be a change from, you know, their last uh, Carol from so I just think stock down in my opinion. I, I would buy stock today in this. Uh, buy all the stock. I want to, stock is going way way up. I think Jackson Dart is going to really do well in that system. I could be totally wrong, I guess, but you know, I just I kind of see him being in the Heisman mix. I really think a lot. I'm expecting a lot from Jackson Dart with Lane Kiffin. If Lane Kiffin must have saw something with him where he can get the most out of him to get him over there. So I, I'm going stock up there. Um, the last two to kind of round it up is kind of a kind of melty pot of uh, names here. So Vanderbilt has Mike Wright. Um, be honest, I didn't follow Vanderbilt last year, so I had no idea who Mike Wright was. But um, he started the last month of the season and had some pretty decent numbers. Gave him a spark better than their, their offense I've seen a you know, they were scoring a lot of like zero and three points throughout the year until they got to the last part of the season. So maybe Mike Ray is the, the right person for the situation. So um, Ben, what do you say here? Is, um, is Mike right? Is he stock going up or is he wrong? Is the stock going down? You know, if, if he were at some bigger program, I'd probably be stocked down because this would be a step below what other programs are bringing in, but he's at Vanderbilt. And they, they, you know, they tend to not bring in high-level quarterbacks. So for Vanderbilt, I, I, maybe a little bit of stock up, not a lot, you know, but th we're talking about for, by Vanderbilt standards here. So he's a little bit of a playmaker. He can do several different things. He at least adds a little bit of a dimension to what Vanderbilt can do. Um, you know, are they going to challenge Alabama or Florida or Arkansas or Tennessee? I, I really, really doubt it. But they'll be competitive in some of these games, and I, I think Wright can, can at least contribute to some of that to a degree. Saying he could be the right guy for the job. Thank you, Ben. He could be the right guy for the job. <laughs> All right. Um, the wrap-up SEC here, we have Missouri, who could be Brady Cook, could be Tyler Macon, could be Sam Horn. It's, it's a mixed bag of young talent. Some started, some have it. I, you know, it's hard to tell what to suspect. We talked a little bit about the Missouri transfer last year, who I think went to Indiana. Um, so, you know, it's going to be kind of a wide-open um, – job here what do you think is going to happen with missouri stock up stuff down jordan i don't think anyone's ever said stock up for missouri um so stock down I, having three quarterbacks in your quarterback room all could start it just doesn't look right you know it you should have a at least a definitive like not definitive but like at least at this point right now who's going to be your starter for the season but sure. at, at least a little bit, you know, and then you can move these. But 
but it's also Missouri and Missouri also doesn't have the talent that all these other SEC schools are. It's just another, it's like Vanderbilt. So I, I just stock down. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I mean, one of these guys could be the next star quarterback in the in NCAA, but I really don't think that person would be in Missouri. So no offense, Missouri. I, I just, I think you, you just hope to get somebody serviceable that can not make mistakes and help your team along. I think is what you're hoping there. All right, let's jump into the Big 12. We have, um, you know, some, some existing um, talent. There's a lot of transfers into the, uh, into the group this year as well. So let's jump into it and see what you guys think. So let's start off with Baylor. Um, so you have Blake Shapin, who played in the, you know, the Big 12 championship game last year, had a really good first half, um, is really ready for his chance to start this year, won that starting job. So with um, – with that being said, Ben, what do you see here with um, Blake and Blaylor? Is the stock going up or down? I, I'm stuck up to a degree. Um, I, I don't think Shapin's going to carry this team very far, but this team may not need a whole lot of carrying. You know, they're, they're going to be pretty good no matter who steps in at quarterback. But, um, you know, Blake Shapin's not going to compete for the top quarterbacks in, the, in, in football this year by any stretch. But he, he gives them a chance to be better than they were last year, uh, which I like. They, they – they had a couple of decent games at quarterback last year, and almost everything else was a struggle. There were times where they struggled with interceptions. There were times where they struggled to complete the ball. There were times where they struggled to, uh, you know, get past 200 yards passing in the game. Um, you know, it, there were a lot of struggles at the quarterback spot. Kind of held them back, to be honest. But I, I think he gives them a chance to do more this year than they were doing last year at quarterback. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw him last year. Obviously, he was inconsistent, but he's a young guy last year. So you would hope he can build some more consistency in his game. It could be a step up for Baylor there. Because I agree, their they're one weakness really last year was the quarterback position. So if they can improve that, I mean, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team to watch. Um, number one, I think this might be an obvious one, but with Iowa State, you have 100 acres um, as the quarterback. Only 15% of his passes completed. No starts, obviously, with you know that starting position being held the last four years. So... Um, Jordan, what do you say here? Down or up? Um, I think for it's hard to say. I think probably down at this point, just because there's, you know, he you haven't seen him. Um, when you have seen him, he looks kind of inconsistent. So I just don't see any point in saying up. Um, if you are Iowa State fan, you could say maybe even just because they really haven't seen a quarterback do anything in the last – in a while. So, uh, but for me, just stock down. I, I just don't see him winning those big games, especially the Iowa game. That's the biggest game. Yeah, for sure. Not You know, after having Brock Purdy the last four years, it's – which everybody loved, but he never really put together, to me, a great game that would, you know, that would showcase him as the – that star quarterback they needed. So maybe he turns into that. Maybe he ends up being a busting this guy as something different than Brock Purdy, but I don't, I don't see it. Um, I think um, their quarterback of the future is on the roster. I think there's a guy named JJ Cole, who was, uh, was in the 2021 class. He was a pretty highly rate four-star quarterback. So if he's able to get into the game this, this season at some point and get some development experience, they'll be going stock up going into next season. But yeah, for now, I would definitely say a stock down. Um, let's talk about Kansas. They have Jalen Daniels. Uh, he played really well last year. I mean, obviously, they helped them beat Texas. They had some close games against TCU and West Virginia. Um, he had 65% completion, 2,300 yards, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So, Ben, what do you say here? 
Jalen Daniels, stock up, stock down. Hey, I don't know what to do here, to be honest. I'm going to go flat. Um, I, I'm probably not going to go up. If anything, I'll probably go a little stock down. Um, Kansas City just – I'm mean, sorry, Kansas still just does not have the guns to run with most of these teams. Um, I'm not sure Jalen Daniels can carry them. Uh, will he have a bright game here or there? Yes. But I think you see the same thing here in Kansas that you see with several of these Big 12 schools. They've got potential on the roster, but so much of it is unknown, unproven, inexperienced. Um, what little time they have gotten on the field, they, they look very inconsistent. And that's what I'm seeing here with Jalen Daniels, to be honest. So is there potential there? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm really flat on this. And if anything, I'm going to go stop down, me personally. All right. Um, I just realized when we say flat, we should say in the flat, guys, because that's our name of the podcast. That's it. Um, <laughs> Kansas State uh, is up next. So we have um, Adrian Martinez, um, obviously a transfer in Nebraska. Um, you know, had some up, ups and downs there in Nebraska. He blames the inconsistency on the Nebraska offense that they were running. I'm not sure if I believe that, but um, Jordan, what do you say? Do you think Adrian Martinez is going to get in here and really spark that offense, or do you think it's going to be more of the same there in Kansas State? I think, you know, stock up, he, he, you know, looking at his stats, he's kind of, he's consistent, um, you know, but just it's Kansas state. Um, we haven't seen Kansas state do anything in a while. Um, so, but I could say, I would say stock up um, big change, you know, from last year and everything. So stock up, not okay. a lot to say. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of think, I mean, better than what they had probably. I don't know if it's going to, be a world breaker, but I can see it being stuck up. Um, next up is Oklahoma. Obviously, they have uh, the Dylan Gabriel coming in from Central Florida. Uh, he was injured last year, but play, you know, as for his first couple of years, he was really explosive from the quarterback perspective, throwing a lot of big numbers around. So, with that being said, is he going to be a natural fit there, Ben, and, and kind of light up the scoreboard, or do you see any potential issues there? So, with a stock up or stock down. Me personally, if he's healthy, I think he has a huge year. I'm stock up on Dylan Gabriel. I I liked him where he was before. I think he's going to throw tons of yardage. Um, I think the only question is going to be when he's playing those top schools and top defenses, will he be able to navigate through that to a victory? Um, you know, that's probably going to be sometimes yes and sometimes no. Um, it, he, he might even get a little bit of a look from the NFL. Um, he's, got, he's got that potential. But this guy's a playmaker. Um, he can run a little bit just to kind of get out of trouble. Um, he can throw all over the football field. I think he's a lefty, too, which kind of throws people off, I think, sometimes. A um, little bit of a gunslinger. So I, I really like Dylan Gabriel. I think Oklahoma's a little bit lucky to get him, considering all the transition that's been going on and the people who have left. Um, I, I think this is a good spot for him. So I'm stock up on Dylan Gabriel. All right. I tend to agree. Um, next up is Oklahoma State uh, with Spencer Sanders. Obviously, you know, they had a really good season last year at Oklahoma State. Helped He helped them um, beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, he was inconsistent at times, but he was also great at times. So he, he had his ups and downs there. So that being said, Jordan, is you think this stock is going the right direction going up or down? I, I think the stock's going down. I think he's way too inconsistent um, all over the board. I mean, he, he yeah, they beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. He had four touchdowns, but in the Big Ten, 12, at the Big 12 championship, he had four interceptions and zero touchdowns. So I, I just think he's all over the place. And I, I for Oklahoma State to be a good team, they need that quarterback because they have that decent defense. It's just that quarterback is not where they need them. Their offense is kind of lacking. So I just – their stock's down. If he just threw more touchdowns, less interceptions in the games, I feel like 
I mean, that's every quarterback. You, you'd <laughs> want them to do that. But I, I just think he threw way too many inconsistent passes, interceptions to have his stock going up, especially going into his fourth year. Yeah, I will say this was probably, for me, probably in the flat because um, I think he's going to be probably similar performance. I, I think with those interceptions, I think it's not something – I mean, you could get better at it, but I think he's in a gunslinger kind of mentality, and you don't want to take that away from his game. If you do, I think it kind of neuters his game a bit. So it's going to be tough to change, but we'll, we'll see. Um, going to my favorite quarterback in, the, in this conference, and that is um, TCU with Max Duggan. Um, so – I personally think, you know, he's going to have a – I loved him in high school. So, watching him in high school, he was a fantastic player. Um, what a Notre Dame get him. Um, but he's here. Sonny Dex is here now. He obviously puts really good offensive game planning around his quarterbacks. And so, with those two combined, I think really he could take advantage of Duggan's ability, which not bad last year had 64% completion, 18 touchdowns, six interceptions. But I feel like the, the offense TCU has been running the last couple of years with, with Max has just been not helping him to succeed. It's really been, you know, against his strength. So I think Sonny Dykes will take advantage of his strengths personally. Not, you know, not step on your toes in it, Ben. But um, what do you think here? Do you think that um, that is the case, that this is going to be a stock up with those two combining? Or do you think there's a case that Max is just who Max has been in, in, in college? He's going to be an okay player but never reach a high ceiling. I'm probably stuck somewhere in between that, to be honest. I do think Sonny Dax is going to help, and I do think Max Dugan has potential for sure. Um, but I do think, again, he's a little bit limited. Um, so do I think he can look a lot better than he has? Um, yeah, I do. And I, I think they're going to have a good year in terms of producing points and producing yardage. So I'm a little bit stock up here. Um, I was a little tempted to go flat, but after hearing you talk, um, I think that I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. And so I would be a little bit stock up here. Okay. Uh, next what next up is Texas. Right now, the rumor is Quinn Ewers might get the job. There's also a possibility that um, the quarterback card that played last year could get the job. But I don't think Quinn Ewers, who was the number one quarterback in high school in 2022, is a transfer from already, you know, came out early, went to Ohio State, transferred over to Texas. He's not going to do all that if he's not going to start, I, I would imagine. So we're going to assume Quinn Ewers is a starter here. That being said, if he is a starter, Jordan, what do you see? You know, obviously never see him play in college, but what do you think, you know, the, is it is it a stock up or stock down for Texas's quarterback in there? I think a stock up just because who has Texas had the last couple of years? Their yeah. team has been inconsistent. Quarterback play has been inconsistent. And if you, you could argue or like you can have an argument to, about having the best running back in college football last year i mean i i think it's you know nice to have him come in he sat behind ohio state quarterbacks so i think having him come in is a big plus for them even if they doesn't start it's just still a big plus so i where they've been i think it's a stock up gotcha gotcha um i tend to agree i mean if it's, if it's not a stock up, it's flat. I, I don't see it getting worse than what they've been. Um, he has the talent, you know, they just take advantage of it, which I, I mean, Steve Sarkisian has shown that he can do that with Alabama's players, so hopefully he can do it with Texas. Um, next up, Texas Tech, you have Donovan Smith. Very similar to some of the other quarterbacks. He came in at the very end of last year, gave him a spark, 
you know, seems to be a good rusher, accurate passer, 60% you know, completion. Um, so what do you see here, Ben? Do you think this is a stock up situation for Texas Tech? Or they get more film on them, it's probably going to be more of a stock down situation. I tend towards stock down, but I, I think with Donovan Smith, Texas Tech, I think they can compete this year. But um, I think some of the changes that are going on there, I think with getting more film on him, uh, you know, the Big 12 defenses aren't aren't fantastic, but they're good enough to be able to take advantage of weaknesses that they see in a quarterback. They're certainly fast enough, uh, to say the least. So I, I'm a little bit stocked down here. Um, I think they'll compete at times this year, but I, I, I certainly not going to be stocked up on this situation personally. Yeah, sure. Um, probably the hardest one to call um, is West Virginia with JT Daniels. Um, the transfer from Georgia, who was also previously at USC. At one point, was the number one quarterback in high school. Obviously has had a weird road in college. Um, has now made his way to West Virginia. So, Jordan, with that being said, do you see this as a, um, a good match and that JT Daniels will get the most of his ability following this year, or will it be kind of more of the same, which you've seen it never stops? I think it's the same thing I said with uh, Spencer Adler uh, early on. Um, no pressure going to West Virginia, not a not uh, USC or Georgia. So the pressure he has on him is gone. So, you know, I think he's going to have a great season. A lot better than you've seen him. And so I definitely think for West Virginia, the stock's up. I think for just in general, the stock's up. I could see him being just really good at West Virginia just because West Virginia is not the best team as of right now. So, All right. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I um, I hope the best for him. I just, you know, hope he doesn't get injured again. Um, it's because he seems like every stop he's got injured. So hope for him he get healthy and can make his dream an NFL reality. Um, all right. Uh, with that being said, we don't have any mailbag questions this week. But, again, find us at In the Flat Pod on Twitter. Um, we'll be sharing some exciting news soon with our website and some other um, details there and some more contact information for you can send us your mailbag questions directly. Um, so we'll be on the lookout that next few weeks there. Um, okay. And with that, let's move into one final fun question. Um, what's your favorite album of all time? So this is not a photo album. I know Jordan in the pre-talk meeting, you, you did fake this photo album, but we appreciate your 1997 Christmas album as much as anybody else, but we, we are talking music album here, guys. So um, what's with that? Let's go to Ben. Ben, favorite musical album? I, I got to I'm going to be the biggest. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even have a favorite musical album. Um, you know, feel free to just, you know, crucify me, make fun of me, whatever. I, I don't even have one. I, I am the worst pop culture guy of all time, guaranteed. I'm <laughs> such a dork. Uh, all lined up in the football world and everything. I don't have one. I I, I enjoy music, but I'm sorry. You, no, you Beatles, guys can tell me what Rolling Stones, nothing like that. I love the Beatles. Yeah, I mean the Beatles are awesome, but I I can't name any of their albums. <laughs> White album. White album. Then. Okay. Um, yes. All right, Jordan, save us here. What is um, what's your favorite album of all time? I'm <clears throat> I'm kind of with the what's bet. Oh, but... uh, listen, I got. The Bo Burnham Inside album. And I'm telling you, that's my favorite album. Musical album. One. It's a musical album? Yeah. It's, have not, you a ever, yeah. it's not a comedy no, album? he sings. He's a comedian yeah. that sings. But I also, oh. the Beatles White album. Did you just look that up, Jordan? What? The Beatles White album? <laughs> yes. 
No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least you can name an album. I, I, you know, well, I, you know, I guess I'll, I'll save this this segment of the podcast with my favorite um, album of all time, which is the Marshall Mavers LP. I'm a big Eminem fan. I assume oh, yeah, Jordan, a great one. I assume Jordan was going to say that because he's in he's in the Michigan area, but he he did bypass um, Eminem. No, so. I also um, Boney Vare. Bon Iver, oh. okay. Um, you're just killing me with the music here, Jordan. Okay, you're killing me, man. For Emma, forever ago. Come on, dude. It's Boney Vare. I just went to their concert. Boney Vare? No, it's not Boney Vare. I just bon went Iver. to his concert. Oh, he changed his I name because we could get worse than me. But you oh, got uh, worse. Than me, okay, how to pronounce? I'm gonna look up right now. How to pronounce? Uh, okay, how? Excuse us, folks, because I, I need to. I, I really need to know this. Because I've been saying it wrong. If I me have. and Jordan are doing our best to sink this ship, and Tony's trying to save it. I don't think it's going to happen. Bon Iver. <laughs> Boney Bear. It is Boney Bear. Oh, oh my God. Bear. Who? Who? Hey, wait, wait. Who? I'll say it. It'll be slower for you. Boney Bear. <laughs> That's a stupid name, Boney Bear. And- why? Why? I don't know. I, you know, just I, I have to rethink a lot of things in my life if that's the name of that band. So, all right. Well, thanks, Jordan, for educating us on that. We we appreciate it. Um, but um, if anyone wants to hit me up on Twitter, I can uh, send you pictures of my 1970, 1997 70, Christmas oh, album. Interesting. Um, if you just you know want to see Baby Me. Okay. Well, you know, we're, I'm sure you'll be. Bombardi, you might have to change the Twitter handle after after this episode. You might to add uh, Ben Parker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, you know, I'm glad you got to hear all of our great musical taste um, this week. So no, we don't have. Uh, we um, at least one of us has. Musical taste. If you guys were, if you guys want to hit me up to talk music, you know, we make our music podcast. Hit me up. This will left not be the music podcast here um, in this this you know trio. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, until next time, guys. We're um next week we'll have the um Mac and Sunbelt conference previews. So kick it off conference previews next week. We're excited about that. It means we're getting closer to the college football season. Um, and then yeah, so we'll get that out there and we'll have some again, some hopefully news within the next couple of weeks about our website launch and, and all that. So be on the lookout, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>